This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Friday afternoon, January 26th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. The search for a job is evolving, and now it includes the element of artificial intelligence. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, a gauge of inflation closely watched by the Federal Reserve is out, along with the latest report on pending home sales. We welcome in Gus Fauché, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services in Pittsburgh. Gus, thank you for joining us today. And it looks like the, uh, as far as the uh, uh, the personal consumption expenditure index, the PCE index, which is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge compared to the uh, consumer price index, the producer price index, uh, they are inside that two percent figure. They are closing in on that two percent target. So it seems like they managed to pull off the soft landing. Uh, Yeah, it certainly looks like that. Uh, We've seen inflation slow over the last six months. Inflation has actually been below the Fed's 2% objective. Uh, And the economy remains strong. The unemployment rate is low. The labor market is is good. GDP growth for the fourth quarter was quite solid. So it's looking very good as we uh, start 2024. Right. If you look at this report on a uh, six-month annualized basis or a three-month annualized basis, uh, actually the, uh, the, the, the rate of PCE changes uh, in in the 1% range. That's right. It's actually a little bit lower than the Fed would like over the long term. They'll certainly take that, given the high inflation that we've had. And I think there are indications that we should get a further slowing in inflation this year. Uh, we've seen a big slowing in rent growth. That works its way into the inflation numbers with the lag. So uh, I think the outlook for inflation is even lower uh, in 2024. Now, Gus, I'm not an economist. That's why you're here. And uh, what what kind of thinking does the uh, does the Fed utilize when they make a decision to cut interest rates? I mean, it's not just based on uh, intuition or thinking. They obviously have some tools and algorithms that they use because right now we have uh, the PCE index uh, on an annualized basis, 12 month basis inside 2 percent GDP, as we saw yesterday, the initial uh, uh, estimate on on Q4 GDP uh, is in the 3% range. And the uh, overnight interest rate, the benchmark rate is uh, five and a quarter percent to five and a half percent. So when they think, when they talk about cutting interest rates, uh, what are some certain uh, uh, percentage benchmarks or do they have percentage benchmarks that they look at for determining uh, if that interest rate cut is going to make sense or make a difference? Uh, they're looking, you know, primarily at inflation. Is it at 2%? Is it below 2%? If it's above 2%, do we expect it to slow to 2% in the near term? What they're also thinking about is 
interest rates right now interest rates that fed funds rate between five and a quarter and five and a half percent is weighing on economic growth so even if they were to cut rates in the near term it would be weighing on growth but not by as much as it is now uh, so i think that that means that the fed is likely you know they're going to wait that the job market is still strong they're concerned the wage growth is, is running a bit faster than they would like uh, but i think that at some point you know later uh by the middle of the year uh they're going to be saying look, inflation continues to slow, uh, we expect that it will further slow, and we can cut rates even though monetary policy will still be weighing on growth uh, in mid-2024. And then very quickly on the subject of rates being cut, mortgage rates are falling, and uh, even with a, a slight decrease in the mortgage rate, that brought a lot of people back into the housing market last month. Yeah, we saw a big jump in, in pending home sales. They had been at an all-time low. Uh, you know, they jumped uh, uh, dramatically by about 8% from November to, to December. Uh, and that's a good indication that housing, which has been a drag on economic growth for the past couple of years, will turn into a positive for growth in 2024 with lower mortgage rates. Gus Fauché, Chief Economist, PNC Financial Services in Pittsburgh. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, a media executive turned recruiter shares job hunting Tips. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Once again this week, we're hearing about job layoffs, especially in the tech sector, and the uh, layoffs, the perpetual layoffs in media continue. Let's talk about finding employment in the current market with Rob Barnett, headhunter and career advisor, author of the book, Next Job, Best Job. Find him online at robbarnettmedia.com. Rob, thank you for joining us today. If you are at a certain level in your career, let's say you're at a mid-senior level, Level, you're a managerial level. Uh, do you have to? Is it just simply a waste of time at this point uh, to fill out online job applications, and and you have to strictly rely on your network here? You know, I don't tell people not to upload a cold resume, but I do say that if you have not previously won the lottery, that's not the method that's going to get you all the way to the promised land. You can upload cold to your heart's desire, but you've got to go find people that can get you introduced to the decision makers at that company. Right. I'm not going to say that uh, the the online process is entirely a waste of time because you never know what's going to happen. But a story I love to tell is that uh, I was uh, unemployed. It was was a job loss at a radio station. Imagine that. A job loss at a radio station. uh, But in 2015, I was uh, filling out online applications here, there, and everywhere. And I got a rejection notice for a job I applied for in 2015 last year. So that just gives you an idea of uh, how often uh, these things are looked at. But even if you do have access to the decision makers and you have a friend inside the organization or a professional contact who will vouch for you, uh, there are ways in which you can stand out, especially now when uh, AI is a part of the hiring process. No question. And there's a mistake that we see most job seekers making. The mistake is to submit resumes and cover letters that sound like they were all written by the same person. Endless buzzwords and formalities, and I would be thrilled to work there. It's great to be thrilled at the company you're applying to, but it's much better to let them know in your pitch and proposal that you've done the homework, that you have specific insights about what they're doing. You're not just butt kissing. You're talking about why 
they're speaking to you and what you bring specifically to that role. Generic pitches are going to keep you at the bottom of the pile. They always say that uh, if you are unemployed and you were uh, uh, subject to a layoff and and now you're looking, that that's your full-time job. Uh, devote 40 hours a week to finding the next job and doing that homework and uh, making sure that you can bring uh, specific suggestions and uh, uh, specific talents to the table above and beyond, hey, I'd love to work here. But uh, let's say you want to uh, move from one job to the other, the, uh, the great recession, uh, the great uh, resignation. I should say, uh, has certainly slowed down, but there are a lot of people who are still looking. Uh, Should you put that amount of time or effort if you want to cross the street? Well, you've got to, if you're in a job and you're quietly and secretly looking, job one is don't drop the ball. Make sure that you're getting every single thing that needs to be done in that role finished and then lose a couple hours of sleep and devote maybe not 40 hours a week, but devote strategic time each week to your job search. Get methodical. You're going to be way more successful if you leap from the job you're in to another job versus the candidates that are unemployed who are going to possibly not get paid as much to enter that role. Rob Barnett, headhunter, career advisor, author of the book, Next Job, Best Job. Find him online at robbarnettmedia.com. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, some important things to consider before filing your 2023 tax return. Cashing in with conversation. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The official open of tax season is Monday. Let's talk about changes to consider and strategies to employ with Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners and co-chair of the Personal Financial Planning Forum for the Illinois CPA Society in Oakbrook. Elizabeth, thank you for joining us today. The uh, tax filing season begins on Monday. And is this uh, like like a New Year's Day kind of thing where uh, when the clock strikes midnight on Monday morning, uh, the returns start trickling in? Uh, You know, that's a great question. And I'm not exactly certain that they exactly trickle in, but it's... uh... (laughs) It's definitely the start. A lot of the 1099s and W-2s that everybody receives aren't really uh, due to be sent out until January 30th or 31st. And so there's a chance that you might have your W-2 early, but uh, depending on what hap- what other items of uh, income you have, you might not get those 1099s until a little bit after January 29th. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I've been watching the mail uh, the last couple of days, and the tax forms are starting to trickle in for property taxes, mortgage, your double, you know, income, things like that. So even though the tax filing season begins on Monday morning, uh, you may not uh, have all of your uh, prep material ready to go. But it sounds like uh, you should probably uh, get them in sooner. You should probably file sooner rather than later, uh, because once again, there's just uh, uncertainty about uh, funding the government past March, and you want to get your uh, refund sooner rather than later. Yes. If you think you're going to get a refund, then yes, you want to file that sooner rather than later. If you if you think you're going to owe, or when you do your tax return, you actually do owe, then you might want to hold off on paying that until April 15th. 
And then when it comes to, uh, I mean, there, there are some uh, potential changes in the law uh, that could be relevant to you, especially if you have kids. And maybe uh, would it be a good idea to sit back and wait and see what happens, especially uh, when it comes to negotiations over an expansion of the child tax credit? Uh, there is legislation in Congress. Uh, should you take a wait and see attitude? Yes, because if the if that if that actually goes through, it could be really beneficial to a lot of income or to a lot of lower income taxpayers because they would actually get a credit, um, a refundable credit up to eighteen hundred dollars as opposed to just the sixteen hundred dollars. But if you file early, then you'd probably have to do an amended. If you file early and the and that law goes through, then you would probably have to do an amended return. And then uh, we do have some uh, resources available to uh, everyone. This is the first year of uh, IRS Free File, where it has a, a basically a free tax prep software for you. I've seen a couple of uh, videos of people using it, some images of the software itself. Um, my question for you is, is your information already preloaded uh, if you just uh, uh, input your Social Security number? Does it already have all that uh, W-2 information for you? you? That is an excellent question, and I don't know the answer to that. Um, I've never used that sort of software before, but I think that for um, certain people, it could be really, really beneficial because it's free. Um, There's a lot of other uh, places to go to find uh, help with that. So there's the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance. um, There's the AARP uh, Tax Foundation. There's mil, uh, mil tax for people who are in the military. So, and, and you can always try to Google it to see uh, what comes up. And then very quickly, uh, if you get business income through uh, uh, Venmo or PayPal, uh, there are some 1099 changes that you need to be aware of. Yes. So they're kind of still working through all the rules, but the general gist is that uh, you could receive a, t- a form called 1099K. And what that does is that uh, that uh, lists out all the income that you've gotten. If you have, I think it's over 200 transactions or I think it's like $20,000. Um, they might reduce that down to $5,000. But either way, if you have income from, from that kind of a source, and, and even if you don't get the 1099K, you're still going to want to report that on your tax return as business income. Elizabeth Buffardi, founder of Crescendo Financial Planners, co-chair of the Personal Financial Planning Forum for the Illinois CPA Society. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Flooding from the Kankakee River is forcing evacuations southwest of Chicago. An international court weighs in on claims of genocide made against Israel. It's Entrepreneur Friday, turning a rough start in life into a successful career in finance. And the arrival of an unexpected tax refund or other windfall requires good financial strategies. WBBM Business, the markets are mixed. The Dow up 48 points. The NASDAQ is down 47. The S&P 500 down four and a quarter. Right now in Chicago, we have light rain, 39 degrees, topping out around 40 today. Dense fog advisory in effect until 4 o'clock this afternoon. It's 1231. Evacuations and water rescues have been taking place in the Will County city of Wilmington due to flooding from the Kankakee River. Kristen Petrovich, who lives along the water says she's never seen the river so swollen. So we've been watching the ice, but I never envisioned it would be this close to town when it broke. Like, it's shocking. The flooding has forced the shutdown of Route 53 between State Road 102 and 1st Street. An international court has ruled in a case that accuses Israel of committing genocide during the war in Gaza. South Africa brought the case to the world court last month asking for a ceasefire. Judges declined but ordered Israel to prevent and punish wartime deaths and incitement to genocide. Judge Joan Donahue also told Israel to let in more aid and report back to the court in a month on its progress. The court is acute aware of the extent of the human tragedy that is unfolding in the region and is deeply concerned about the continuing loss of life. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says his country will continue to defend itself, while South Africa calls the ruling a victory. Lauren Comito for CBS News, The Hague. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are mixed today. We're joined by Jeff Kilberg, founder and CEO of KKM Financial in Chicago. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. And when it comes to the uh, how, how the markets uh, evaluate these uh, inflation reports now, whether it's the CPI, the PPI, the PCE, which came out today, it sounds like progress on inflation is already priced in. Well, Rob, it sounds like alphabet soup when you talk about all the different acronyms we use to measure inflation. <laughs> but but you're absolutely right. It's encouraging. We saw PCE come out today that allows the Fed to pat themselves on the back a little bit that inflation is coming out, despite the fact they are the ones that created all the inflation. So we'll leave that to the side. But this data, coupled with the fact that the consumer strength is still being revealed, it puts us in a pretty optimistic place and you're seeing the S&P 500 at all-time high so if you look at your 401k plan you're probably gonna have a little smile but we have to remember that 2024 it's not going to be a straight line it's going to be a little bumpy as we digest what the Federal Reserve will do on their potential path for interest rate cuts because we're all welcoming these rate cuts it's gonna be how severe and the timing of them Rob it's funny you mentioned uh, looking at your 401k balance I was talking to a friend of mine who's a financial planner and he says he counsels his clients like yes uh, your 401k 
401k balance is flush right now. You can smile, but that's it. Slow your roll because eventually uh, it's going to slow down. So, uh, you know, let's let's uh, hold your horses there, champ, uh, was his advice. But uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, where the market is moving next, it seems like the, the story of the first uh, quarter of 2024, maybe the first half, is uh, the guessing game of when that interest rate cut is going to come. Yes. I mean, some people are basing uh, their research on a March cut. I'm more in the June cut camp. But I think right now it continues to be a stock picker's market. You're seeing we're in the middle of earnings season, the heart of earnings season. You're seeing volatility in names like Tesla and in Intel. You talk about the, the leadership still continues to be in NVIDIA, the Magnificent Seven, NVIDIAs and Amazon and Googles and all the usual suspects. But I think you have to realize that there will be pullbacks. But right now with the volatility index, the VIX only at 13, it seems like, Rob, the short-term 30-day horizon seems to be all clear. So I don't want to be complacent, but the same notion, I want to have some optimism going into 2024 and not be afraid of an imminent pullback because a 5% pullback means nothing in the bigger picture. At the risk of being a buzzkill, I do want to ask you about uh, Intel, which appeared to have laid an egg uh, when it reported after the bell yesterday. Uh, Intel stock down more than 10% uh, simply because its uh, first quarter fiscal outlook was kind of disappointing. It, it, it was, and I think you know the fourth quarter actually w- was quite impressive. But if you look at you know on a six month, it's up thirty percent on a six month. So today it's an acute pullback. So yes, you are kind of killing killing my mood here a little bit, Rob. You know I was in a good mood going into this. <laughs> I know you know it's it's Friday, but it's foggy and it's rainy and the clouds. You know that's it's kind of it's weighing on my mood. I think it's very smart for you to bring up some of these names, some of these uh, earnings season casualties, if you will, because that keeps us balanced. And I think you have to understand you can't have broad swath exposure to the Magnificent Seven. There's still names that are going to be relevant moving forward, but it is going to be a little bumpy. And I think Intel is really revealing it. Down 12% doesn't feel good, even though if you look back, the last six months is still up 27%. So I think you have to remove yourself a little bit and not have such a myopic view, a short-term view. And I think if you're in for the long term, a name like Intel, a name like IBM, a name like NVIDIA, those are all still names you want exposure to. And it seems like the case with Tesla, too, which has uh, taken its lumps recently uh, with the charger issues, with the pricing issues, um, with uh, the idea that maybe the EV marketplace is kind of leveling off. And uh, yeah, the, the, market's, the, the, the stock itself has been dinged uh, the last couple of days, uh, especially after they uh, uh, had their uh, fourth quarter report. But uh, like Intel, uh, you want to hang on to that for the long haul. I own Tesla. I actually wrote an article today about buying more Tesla utilizing an option strategy. But I think you have to understand there's a lot of emotion in Tesla. When you see Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, come out and say some things, he wants more voting control. He says a couple things that really bother shareholders. Bigger picture, you are seeing growth slow down, but there's still growth. It's all contingent upon how they can continue to grow in China. But when you talk about the AI side of Tesla, what he's building, I think it's the quietest sleeping giant of all AI. So I want to own Tesla. And I think at 185, I think it's a bargain. It is going to take a little bit to regain its mojo, though, because Elon does become a little erratic in some of the things he says. He just doesn't care. He's the richest guy in the world. Jeff Kilberg, founder and CEO, KKM Financial in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, a successful Chicago businesswoman with a fascinating backstory. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday. 
Friday, and this afternoon, it's a study of survival and persistence. We welcome in Jennifer Hernandez, entrepreneur, motivational speaker, author, and loan officer at Loan Depot, Illinois, based in Chicago. Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. Let me rattle off a list of your accomplishments. Top 1% of loan officers nationwide, 18 years in the mortgage industry, strategic partner of the year by the Women's Council of Realtors in Chicago, a top woman originator, and you hold the number one position for FHA lending in Illinois. And not too long ago, you were homeless. And when you were struggling, did you ever imagine this life was possible for you? I absolutely did not. But that's the thing. We have to see the life we want, not the one we're living in, as quickly as possible. And, and just talk about you know your journey to to where you are today. You were homeless for a little while. What were the circumstances leading up to that? Um, some tra- childhood trauma, abandonment at 11, uh, sent me struggling um, and found my family on the streets of Chicago hanging out with gangs. So uh, that's at the time that I became homeless. And then my getting pregnant at 19, my daughter was my reason to change my life. So I moved out of the neighborhood, started to dream. And within a short time, I really created the life that I desired versus the one that I was living in. Now, before we talk about uh, how you uh, 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 attain success in the mortgage industry, of course, there's a great deal of discussion about how do you address homelessness, uh, not only in Chicago, but across the United States. But uh, you touched on this a little bit. Um, when you are homeless and you're living on the streets and you just have this family of other uh, homeless people, do you kind of fall into the trap or do you start to believe like this is who I am and this is who I will be and there's no way to get out? Yeah, it's definitely hard to see your way out because you are you don't know from day to day where you're going to sleep or where you're going to lay your head. So it's very hard to get a job and to, you know, look at life from a different perspective, otherwise the one that you're in. But I can tell you because I've been there that if you're able to shift your mind from where you're at versus where to where you want to be, you will get there so much quicker. It's just I didn't know that knowledge back then. So you're 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 on the on the on the cusp of single motherhood and you know, there's a baby on the way and 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 I think anybody uh who has children knows that all of a sudden uh your life and and the and the things around which you orient your life change immediately. Uh, you you live for your kids. And uh, how how did that uh, get you into the mortgage industry? Well, I was I was in the car business since I was 17. Um, and I worked my way up to be a finance manager. So I was already financing cars and they did the greatest thing for me, fired me, lent me to the mortgage industry. And I was so great at what I did. And I, I never understood why initially, but it's because I have a servant driven heart. And I've also had a lot of struggle throughout my life, so I know how to craft solutions for clients that other people cannot craft. So I think outside the box, and that's what helps me get my clients approved versus being denied at other lenders. I mean, outside of uh, mindset, talk about motivation as well. I mean, I think everybody is is driven by a desire to improve, uh, whether it's, it's their financial situation, their material situation, their spiritual situation. Um, the, the fact that you actually did live on the street, did that drive you once you got into lending? You know, I was told a lot of times throughout my life that I wasn't going to be anything or have anything. And I think that 
Um, people counting me out is definitely what drives me. Um, it pushes me to excel at a heightened level. And I never, I don't have a cap on what my vision is that I can have in life. And I think that also continues to allow the abundance to flow in. Uh, so just having no limits on what you believe is possible and allowing for, you know, God to provide you with everything that you desire is is the way I see it. We're talking to entrepreneur and motivational speaker Jennifer Hernandez. Uh, you've been in the uh, the, the real estate uh, lending business uh, for 18 years and uh, some rather tumultuous times, too, uh, going through the uh, great financial crisis of, of 2008 and 2009 and then uh, uh, all of the economic fallout from COVID. Uh, how did you use your background to kind of give you perspective or, dry, or, or keep you going uh, when, when things got tough in the world of business? Uh, yeah, I just realized that um, everything has cycles and that we were going to get through it. Um, and because I was so great at what I did, I, I just had to stay the course, you know, and it's when we stay the course that we're really able to do that. But I also utilize me being able to rebuild and reestablish people's credits as a way to, you know, help more people during that crisis time because a lot of people ended up, you know, needing that type of assistance. And so I, because I had my own, I was able to provide them that. And then lastly, uh, you mentioned having a, 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 this this servant mindset and helping people. And how do you help people now? Because you have this unique perspective on life. Well, that's why I put out the book so that I can, you know, share my story and I can reach those people who are just like me or, you know, maybe not in the, exactly in the place that they want to be to let them know that really that we're the only ones in control um, as well as God. So uh, he definitely has been there for me and led the way. So it's, um, it's really up to us to decide to get out of our own way or continue in our own cycle of self-destruction. So um, I'm speaking on stages, doing this here and reach, trying to reach as many people as possible while also being able to help craft solutions for home ownership for for people as well. Jennifer Hernandez, entrepreneur, motivational speaker in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Still to come, how to handle a bigger than expected tax refund or other financial windfall. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. As tax season opens Monday, some people are hoping they'll see a substantial refund this year. Let's discuss dealing with that or another unexpected influx of money with Craig Bolanos, founding partner or chief executive officer of the Wealth Management Group, in Inverness and Downers Grove. Craig, thank you for joining us today. A lot of people hope to get a four-figure refund uh, from Uncle Sam, or maybe uh, you, 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 you get some sort of uh, uh, monetary payout from somebody somewhere. You win $50 in a beauty contest. Uh, what are some ways that you can intelligently invest uh, this newfound wealth? Well, I think it goes without saying, Rob, that if we get an infusion of cash, especially that tax refund, so many people have the financial hangover from the holidays. Let's make sure we slaughter that credit card or unsecured debt first, because we're not out investing a 29% APR. But then, yes, something you and I talk about is paying ourselves first, and that means putting ourselves in a position to build retirement. So I think it's all about funding your individual IRA. That's your deductible IRA or your Roth IRA. And that tax refund could be a great place to source the money from. So you you attack or at least uh, uh, potentially put this money in uh, existing retirement accounts first, or can you set one up that is uh, distinct from the uh, retirement accounts you already have, a rollover account or something you set up through your job? 
Yeah, you know, I think everybody should be looking and contributing to their workplace retirement plan. But if I'm receiving, as an example, a tax refund, or maybe I got a large gift from a family member, or I won a small lottery, one of the first things I'm doing is away from my employer, I'm creating an individual IRA or an individual Roth IRA so that I can put away seven or $8,000, depending on whether I'm under the age of 50 or over 50, and then I can use that IRA with investments that I control, that I direct to complement other pieces I might have, like my 401k at work that you just alluded to. And then very quickly, let's say you, you're, you're up to speed on your retirement accounts, your college accounts are flush, you're doing all right, you've done everything right up to this point, and you want to use it for some type of fun. Uh, you, you're thinking about going to uh, Europe or somewhere else in the world a year from now, and you want that uh, unexpected windfall to grow a little bit before you take the trip. Is that an intelligent use of your money? Oh, you know what? I think if we've got money that we want to use for fun, you know, you just mentioned TNL. That stands for travel and leisure. So if I'm going to go and see the Trevi Fountain because I'm going to Italy, a great thing that everyone should take advantage for is take a look at don't park the money in your checking, don't park it in your regular savings. Put the money into a high-yield savings account where odds are you can get an interest rate of 45 to 5%. So you're earning something on that cash while you're waiting to book those airline tickets and travel abroad. Craig Bolanos, founding partner, chief executive officer of the Wealth Management Group in Inverness and Downers Grove. Thanks for joining us today. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.